0: Omaha Supernova's postgame show brought to you by Next Ag Appraisal and Realty.
1: Welcome back to Allstate Arena, Columbus, Ohio. Supernova's radio network and a post-match show brought to you by the folks by Next Ag. And there are several talking points and things to uh, of note. One, uh, congratulations to the Fury uh, in front of 9,165 fans tonight. In, the season, in, in their season home opener to have this sort of response from the community and then to have this sort of response from uh, the team itself. And they got answers from all over the roster. Uh, they got exceptional play from the Stars. They also got great play uh, from the bench as well. There are some questions that we have to ask. Let's bring in Coach Renee Saunders. And, Coach, tell us what you saw first thing off the dome. Uh, what's your reaction? Um, you know,
2: Volleyball's a funny sport. <laughs> you can, if everything goes according to plan, it's, it's pretty simple. But today was a perfect example that sometimes, you know, you just – things don't go according to plan. And and I thought that we made good adjustments and made good changes and had a little bit of energy that came in, but we just couldn't string it together for for a significant amount of time.
1: Coach, there's so many moving parts, and there's so many pieces to this thing. But before the match – um, I brought up a name, and I said, having watched uh, the previous two matches, that Reagan Cooper just jumped off the video at me as a player who could provide some problems and uh, some opportunities, some problems for Omaha and some opportunity uh, for Columbus. What did, what did you see from, from your vantage about Reagan Cooper and what it was? Again, this is a deep Columbus roster. Uh, they had a lot of contributors.
2: Well, I mean, she had 22 kills, so obviously she she gave us a lot of issues. Next closest was Asia O'Neill with 15. And then after that, it was Courtney, um, Courtney lush with 11. So really, I mean, Cooper carried them, but we just couldn't string anything together on our side. I mean, the difference between digs and assists and like serve receptions. And we just, we, we just couldn't get it going. It's a reminder that nothing is guaranteed in sports that, you know, this is why we play the game. Sometimes things don't go your way and sometimes you don't have your best match. And you know, I, I the first five points of the game I I did not have a very good vibe on how it started. Yeah. And if you start in a mode of hesitation and a mode of being on your heels, it's really hard to recover from that. Um and in the first set I think that was that was very evident.
1: Coach, what was it about those first few plays? I mean, one um energy level and of course it's a new building and uh the first night for, for their presentation here but from you in those points what did you see that made you scratch your head a little bit
2: we seem to we seem to step off like i don't know if it was a step slow or a step off and now mind you like i muted my tv so i could listen to you guys oh <laughs> i'm sorry I i'm sorry well i want to make sure well number one i knew it was going to happen then before the play so that was like you know cheat code yeah but but it was one of those things too where you know knowing that i was going to be talking to you after the game i wanted to make sure that i was seeing what what you were seeing here what you're seeing and not what the other announcers are seeing but um i just felt like it was like a you know if gears you know they go together right and they but it felt like ours were just kind of grinding. They weren't, they weren't in sync today, and, and I don't know if that's – I mean, that could be fatigue. It could be mental fatigue. It could be – you know, we talked early in the season about the, how hard this schedule is. This is not an easy schedule. Like, every team is good. Yeah. Columbus preseason, number three. They're one of the top three teams in the league. They weren't healthy at the beginning. Um, when they played Orlando, they kind of smoked Orlando in the first set. So I was like, "Hey, you know, that's what happened with Orlando too." And then Orlando figured it out. But um, they they strung together a really good match today. I thought their setter ran a great offense, and and we did not have an answer. I thought we did some good things, but we didn't do good things consistently.
1: Yeah, it it, it there, there seemed to be um, that off balance thing, right? That that where you notice that. Uh, some of the natural movement that, that we've seen about this team didn't happen. We also saw some situations where normally they would capitalize and they didn't. Opportunities at the net where they, would, they could make plays and didn't. What did, what did Columbus do that, to make this thing look and feel different than it did, than, than it normally does?
2: They stayed the aggressors the entire time. I mean, there wasn't a lot of times that they they looked discombobulated. And I think when they started off, I, I want to say beginning of the match, they were like throwing and tipping kind of a lot of balls that just got us reeling right away. And then then they'd swing. And then then we started second-guessing. It was almost like we were trying to guess what was going to happen instead of just waiting for a second and making the play or anticipating a little bit but not guessing. Um, once you get on your heels and – you know, you're starting to chase all over and, you know, you're getting random touches, but not great touches and falling on each other. And it just seemed, we just seemed out of sync, but that's credit to Columbus. Columbus did a great job of getting us out of sync.
1: How much does this play into, or does it, does it come into play that you change the successful roster because of the, the, the the leg injury to Vujkova. She ends up playing and contributing, but, it changed the chemistry right away.
2: Yes and no. I mean, we played quite a few matches without her, you know, so I don't know if that was it. It it wasn't a one-person thing. It seemed like a team-off thing. It wasn't like because somebody was in or somebody wasn't in. It was very much, you know, you can come into games and do everything the right way and have a great warm-up, and the match starts, and it's just off like it happens, it's, it's sport, you know, there's, there's no guarantees when you play the game. And when you're in a league like this, there's, um, you, gotta, you gotta battle day in and day out and that's hard on the body and it's hard on the mind. And, and I think Columbus, I mean, they had a great venue, right? They had a great crowd since I, I could only hear it on the background of your guys' stuff, but it sounds like it was a pretty fun environment, you know? I mean, Columbus did what Columbus should have done you know and I think it's been kind of rare this I don't know how many teams have won their home opener um they might be only the second one actually to win their home
1: opener. <laughs> it's been a it's been a thing across the league listen it the, the the playbook was given before the season started that there was not going to be a runaway and hide sort of situation every night was going to be a brawl and a battle it would be a series of important Two point sets, and that played out again tonight. Because if if Omaha can figure out how to capture set number four in a two set set, um, we're still playing, and you're still talking about it in the sprint. It's a sprint to fifteen. So what? What? How do you approach it now? Fully understanding that every night is a grind. It's not a marath- It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Every night's a brawl. I. I mean,
2: you have to kind of listen to your players and listen to their bodies. I think, you know, Anai didn't play against us for Orlando, and I think that that was because she was probably hurting a little bit and and knew long-term taking a break is a good thing. And the nice part about our depth, like seeing Mayfield step up the way she did and Gabby step up the way she did um, was awesome to see. And it just shows us that we have people that can that we can plug and play in those spots. Um, but I don't think any coach wants three starters to not be playing at any one time, you know, yeah. at some point, Jess Shabin's going to need a, a break too. And at some point, you know, you're going to probably need to give Brooke a break, even though she had one game off for an ankle, but I think,
1: Kendall. you know, finally, Kendall.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kendall, well, Kendall finally kind of got a break today because she only played in the first set and maybe half of the second. I can't remember when, but when exactly they switched those two out, but um, I think it's okay to be able to rotate people through. Cause again, you don't need to be at your best right now. You just need to be in position to be in the top four going into the last, you know, month of
1: the season, end of April, beginning of May. It, so after, and we'd like to talk about what we know and what we think we know. Now what we know is that there is depth on the roster. Um, please tell me what you saw in watching Gabby Thompson on, on, on four tonight. Well, Gabby, Gabby's just Gabby. I mean, Gabby's
2: going to get you some great ups. She's going to serve, receive well um you know she's gonna she's gonna play hard she's gonna play with energy and she's really good at like grabbing and touching and bringing her teammates together um mayfield is exactly what i remember watching her in practice she's much better on the outside than she is on the right side i think the last time we played her we played her on the right and she's just a more natural outside hitter and she showed exactly what she could do today i can't believe that back row attack that she i mean she had two back row swings that were legit like two of the hardest swings I've seen out of anybody on the Novas team this year. And, I mean, Columbus dug them, but, but she, was, she was swinging for the fences. And I think that that's, makes us better in practice, but it also makes her a viable option
1: um, in matches. What did you see? Because, you know, sometimes fans will watch a game kind of evolve and get out of system themselves, right? That <laughs> there's something going on that you're not seeing. You watched, you've watched every team now, currently as they exist. Where would you rate the talent on the, on, on the Columbus team so far? Like, where would you put it? I mean, definitely top
2: four. Top four talent, tough, tough first match, definitely a better second match, and then I think they finally got it together today. You know, I think their their schedule bode them well going into this match because their last match was on the 16th. I gave them enough time for a rest and a pre- preparation and being at home and film and all those things. I mean, if I'm watching from I'm watching from my couch and I have it up on my big screen, and um, we did not play a very good game of hit it where they're not. We, we hit what the scouting reports said we would hit, and we need to make sure that we are not hitting or mixing up more where we're hitting. And so they didn't have to move a lot on defense. They're like, oh, Brooke's hitting, we're going to go here. Oh, Betty's hitting, we're going to go here. Um, you know, Jess is hitting, we're going to go here. I think what gave them fits with, like, Mayfield is they didn't know where she hit, and so they had no film on her. So they didn't know that her, like, deep five shot and her cut shot are fantastic shots for her. She could also hit line, but she was doing a good job of mixing some stuff up. Um, but if I think if we did a heat chart for the supernovas, Columbus played on our hot spots, and that's why they they dug so many balls tonight.
1: It, it it's fascinating to watch, Coach, and I want to we'll, we'll, I want to go to break so that we can get uh, some some action in. and need to get Rico in here, but I do want to ask you before we before we take it to the first break that. From what you just said and hitting to, 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 the, to the game plan or to, to the tendency rather than in-game adjustments. And even in the call, I told Rico that they were making Columbus was making better decisions on the floor than, than, than Omaha was. Is that what you saw in full that quite frankly they were one they were, the hitters were making better decisions. setters were making incredible decisions. Or was it just that they were, it was their night and they were playing above the heads uh, of, of whoever they were going to be playing tonight?
2: A lot of our, I think a lot of our decisions were based on the situations we were being put in. So I felt like we were scrambling a lot more than they were. So we didn't have as many options as, as they did. I felt like they did a better job of kind of staying in system and, you know, they had us reeling right out of serve receive for the most part. And then out of system, they had some great hustle plays, so they got momentum there, Um I think we make in-game adjustments, but I think when times get tough, most people go with what they're most comfortable with and, and what you're comfortable with is what, probably your tendency so um, I think I think this just shows one more thing that we need to work on It's not a bad thing you know if everything was perfect we'd <laughs> we'd probably implode at the end of the year so this is just one more step in the learning process and realizing, hey maybe we need to work on this a little bit more we could work on this a little bit more. I'm curious to see what Coach Bird says. Um, you know i think i think she'll be frustrated you know cuz you go into a match with a plan and people that you were hoping would take you know carry through with the plan you know end up not 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 being the ones carrying through with the plan so it'll be interesting to see how she
1: interprets that what made her make the changes she did and how we move forward Coach, we'll toward the break. When we come back, we'll have some of the supernovas come by and tell us their thoughts and share uh, this experience. Again, a great night. 9,100 9, folks plus showed up here at Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. I'm DP. She's Coach Renee Saunders. You're listening to the Supernovas Radio Network.
0: Omaha Supernovas Postgame Show brought to you by Nextag Appraisal and Realty. Welcome back to the next Agapraison Realty postgame show here on the Supernovas Radio Network. I am Rico, joined by the coach, Renee Saunders, back in Omaha, and Allison Mayfield coming off the bench, giving us, giving Omaha a spark. However, the Supernovas do fall in four sets, three sets to one, to the Columbus Fury in their home opener. Allison, how did it feel coming off the bench? First action of the season getting in here, uh, coming in the second set, I believe, and uh, I, I mean – you came in and provided a spark for the supernovas.
3: Yeah, that's never really a situation that you want to come in on when your team's behind like that and things aren't really clicking. But that's kind of what my my goal was: was to go out there. It looked like you know we were a little bit hesitant. We were kind of looking at each other like, what do we need to do? So I just was trying to go and maybe bring some energy. Um, and I think you know really proud of the team for for fighting back. And we didn't get the second one, but kind of turned it around a little bit in the third and. Then, really, just a couple key points there in the fourth that, that kept us from getting that set. But um, yeah, it was a crazy atmosphere here and, and a good match for the league. But that one hurts. We wanted to have that one.
0: You guys have had a lot of firsts this season. He has played the first match of the Pro Volleyball Federation season. You were the first home game for Vegas. You're the first home game for Columbus. How does it feel to be, I mean, part of so much history with this, this league starting this year?
3: mean it's an honor and a privilege I think Um, we come in here and again this this was a crazy atmosphere they kind of rivaled our home crowd they filled the whole lower bowl and had a really good production team and and it was fun to be a part of Um, you know obviously we wish we could walk away with the win, but I think it's just it's really cool to be a part of something like this they have the whole title 9 video before kind of talking about women's sports and how they're coming to the forefront and you know this has been a long long time coming so i feel very privileged to be a part of all of this um and you know again we didn't get the result we wanted but really really good showing for columbus out here mayfield
2: 11 kills representing st thomas aquinas high school they got to be so proud
3: of you down there i don't know i hope so it's (laughs) been it's been a minute since you know graduating (laughs) from there but um yeah just so, how in. long
2: of a break did you take
3: between um,
2: playing careers?
3: So, I was playing um, in Peru in 2020, and the pandemic kind of ended my my playing career, and I transitioned into coaching. So, I've been coaching for the last three and a half, four years, um, and then kinda with this started up and was an opportunity, and and I'm so grateful for it. Um, I thought I was done playing, and then come back and to be part of something like this, like it's every day. I'm just like, what what am I doing? So, you know, three three and a half. I actually think it was four years, four years off um from playing, which is some of these rookies whole entire college career. um but you know, I was around the sport coaching um and and it's just fun to be back. It's different, coaching versus playing and and really loving being able to play again. Do
2: you feel wiser?
3: I do. I do. I You know, I, I joke about it, and maybe not wiser, but I think just as a coach, um, and you can probably attest to this, is the game slows down. You see things different. You you can see the blockers. You can see the defense. You can see, you know, I had a lot of tips tonight, but it's like you can see where they're moving, and it – it, it just it's something that comes with experience and you see a lot of experienced players in this league and I think that that's really exciting because we've got a lot of youth and just youth and sheer talent, but then you've got this this experience that can teach the youth and really teach them what they've learned over the years and, and it's really exciting for the sport.
0: You mentioned seeing more, seeing the block, seeing everything, uh, seeing a lot there on the court. What was Columbus doing specifically up at the net on the block that was really frustrating you guys, really getting to you guys?
3: I think they got a lot of good block touches. They blocked us, I don't know how many times. but um, many. That's,
2: Yeah, they had 12
3: blocks and 12, 12 positive touches. Yeah, yep. and that's something that we – I'm not going to say we haven't seen it, but it hasn't really impacted us that much. I think we've kind of been the aggressors in the block in most of our matches. So um, just kind of bouncing back from that. And if you get a positive block touch, like to uh, just – being able to find a different way to score. And I think they, they were all over the net, you know, credit to their blockers, getting hands in the faces. And maybe we took some risks that we should have been a little bit smarter on, but um, they, they were getting over and, and on us. So you got to give them credit for that.
2: Mayfield, one of the things that I recognize right away with like you in practices is like you are 100% like fearless. So like, and then you come in the match and you get 11 kills, you hit 270, you terminate at like 42%. I mean, what was your mindset going in? I mean, granted, yes, not the situation you want to go in, right? right? Right. But what a cool opportunity to try to turn the match around. And for someone like you that I feel like plays without fear. Like you took big swings at big moments. What what is how do you like help those people at home? How do you how do you key into that type of mindset as a player?
3: I think it's uh, again, it comes with the experience because there's definitely been times where you let the moment yet to you, and maybe start thinking and overanalyzing and all this stuff. And I just really try and the positive self-talk of like, why not? Like, you have a negative thought or something, and it's like, okay, thank you for that thought, but no. Like, let's move on. And and why not? Like, I've been doing this long enough. I've been training. I've been learned from some of the greatest coaches in the world. Like why not go after it Like, if i miss i miss i missed one way long tonight like you know going for high hands but like if you miss you miss it's one point like why not why not take that rip and of course there's situations where you got to be smart like if if it's 24 23 maybe i'm not taking that swing but i think it's just in the right situation if you feel good about it you get a good approach you put yourself in a good situation why not why not take that rip See,
0: you coach- mentioned your
2: coaches can i throw in one more question then i'll give it your recall
0: no oh, go right yeah. ahead
2: mentioned all your coaches one of my favorite things to ask is like i mean you've had a lot of great coaches who's been some one of the most impactful you have to pick one and why
3: that's a tough question i've had a lot i think i will say when i was playing in finland i had an italian coach and he he was really good about trusting me and you know like i said when you're younger maybe you have some some doubt in some moments where you're like okay what if this doesn't go well but you know, ball, high ball out of system, he'd be like, do it, like, go for it. Just really, really good at instilling trust and, in, like, how much he trusted me, how much he trusted us as a team. And I think that goes a long way. Like, yes, I've had great technical coaches, and they've taught me how to pass. They've taught me how to swing, all of this stuff. But I think the greatest coaches can really just instill um, confidence and in, in trust in their players.
0: Coming off of a, Coming off of a long road trip back onto a long road trip, we're flying out to Orlando tomorrow, mm-hmm. kind of a long break until the match on Sunday. What is something that you guys are, you know, not to give any trade secrets or anything, what's something that you guys are going to work on that you're taking away from this one before you face the Valkyrie down in Orlando?
3: I'm sure first contact is going to be one of those. I think um, our passing, I don't think our passing was bad tonight, but I think we could have served a lot more aggressive. There was way too many uh, first ball kills that they had. Um, you know, balls that we weren't even touching, and then if we were a little bit more aggressive in our serve, I think those were the longer rallies. That's when we could really grind or dig in and, and grind the point out, um, but I think just overall we've got to be a little bit more aggressive in, in serve, um, put more pressure on them from the beginning so that they can't get in their rhythm and, and get that confidence like they did tonight.
0: Well, Allison, we're going to go from cold Columbus to sunny Florida here in a couple of hours. Unfortunately, the result didn't come out the way uh for the omaha supernovas in this one but it's a long season got another match coming up next thank you so much for joining us here on the supernovas radio network with that we're going to go to a break we've got coach bird coming up next here on the supernovas radio network omaha supernovas postgame show brought to you by next ag appraisal and realty welcome back Next Aga on Realty Postgame Show here in Columbus, Ohio. The Omaha Supernovas fall to the Columbus Fury, three sets to one. We are joined by the head coach, Laura Bird Coon. Coach, tough one today.
4: Yeah, that was. Um, but I'm proud of a lot of things for the league. This atmosphere, being a part of a home opener was so cool. Again, um, I'm proud for the Fury. I mean, they showed up. You know, they showed up and competed. They played very well. Um, I'm proud of our team. We went to a lot of people off the bench and they stepped up and we battled uh, but we had to be clean I mean it's our first contact Renee we talk about it all the time first contact is usually the key for every match and we needed to serve tougher to get uh, their middles out of it but I mean then you serve tough and Reagan cooper just hits over you and <laughs> there's just not much you can do about it
0: the NDP were, were you know made the observation as the game was going along and you know we made our observation I want to know about this was to us one of the more athletic Mm -hmm. teams that you guys have maybe not one of the biggest teams but one of the more athletic teams they they have a lot of athletes that could jump out of the gym yeah
4: and they were scrappy i mean they the first set they were grinding they were digging everything and yeah i mean they were they played well i mean it was their home opener and it was a great atmosphere i mean i'll say it again for this sport and these environments on the road it's awesome i mean it's so and it's fun for our athletes it's fun for everyone involved playing in this atmosphere so that's awesome Um, but at the end of the day like we went to people and i'm proud of them but now we just it's a consistency and it's a playing clean and finishing
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, coach you're muted i got you
2: there we go my dogs were barking i didn't want to be that person (laughs) i don't know what they were barking your dogs as in
4: your feet like you've been on no, your feet as, as
2: in the four legged one. One is staring at me right now. Oh, like okay. who are you talking to? Yeah. Um, God, life with dogs. You had to make some pretty tough decisions to like early. Like I f- I'm, I'm watching from home and I told these guys, I felt like in the five points, I merely felt like we, our vibe was off. It was like, mm-hmm. we're, we just, something wasn't connecting. What was your final straw? when you decided to like make pretty drastic Pretty drastic uh, lineup changes.
4: Uh, As a staff, we were talking uh, in the first set. I mean, we could feel it too as a team, as a staff. So we had already started talking about what changes you make first, where you go. Um, And then we just knew going into the second set, we had to do it fast. Like we had a whole set. Obviously, we needed to grab the momentum back so we couldn't wait too long. And so we'd already talked about that at the break. And we knew what we needed to do kind of or what we decided we were going to do to make some changes early. You put
2: Mayfield in. Holy buckets. She
4: showed what she was made of. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, you had told me before that you, you're, you're a big fan of what she does, and I know off the bench before you had used Briggs. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to go with Mayfield in this match?
4: We needed kills, and Briggs did great for us. I mean, we always went to her more because of uh, ball control, but tonight I just think the vibe we were in, and we just needed someone to go in and just – start lighting people up kind of and i know towards the end maybe we weren't doing that as much but yeah i mean mafe was the one we went to and as a staff we talked about it and we went i mean that's just a constant dialogue of what because we could use briggs in more ways we could use her to serve for people on that so we're like go with mafe like neither i mean everyone was struggling so at that point it's like we were putting everyone in based on all right what do you do first what do you do second and so We kind of did that through the first set we were talking and then here's the order we're going to do it. I mean, and that's just strategy and you talk about it before a match, honestly, because you talk about matchups. What are we going to do first? What are we going to do second? But in a match like that, that first set, it's like, okay, do you scrap it? Let them try to settle in? Yep. All right, then we give them a couple points, but then you got to go. Then you got to start making some adjustments because they had so much momentum and obviously it's their home opener. So we had to do something.
0: So the crowd was bringing the juice for him. And and Allison, she mentioned, you know, usually you got you guys are the aggressors at the net. Mm -hmm. But in this one, Columbus comes out with how how many blocks was it again, coach? Uh,
2: They had 12 blocks. They doubled up our blocks. We had six. They had 12. They had 12 positive touches. We had 13 positive touches.
0: You Mm -hmm. talked about watching or going over the film of the first two matches. Is that something that you saw from Columbus or you could see Columbus doing coming into this one?
4: Uh, yeah, they had glimpses and moments. So we knew their personnel, but they just haven't played a lot. So they haven't really had that time for like what I had talked about with our team, the competitive chemistry and to get it going. And so we knew, I mean, we talked about it. They're gonna, this is their home opener. They haven't played in a cup like a week or two or whatever it was like they've been training. They're going to be hungry. Like there is a lot of things working. Um, so it's the then it's like managing the game and being able to adapt and adjust which we always talk about uh so yeah it was kind of like the perfect storm for this we've got
2: kind of a little break now before you play orlando for the second time in seven days I'm guessing and will be back on the floor um do we scrap things Do we go back to the drawing board like what is what is the next step for the supernovas
4: after oh, i think this now We say we're competitive and we have a lot of depth, and we do. So, yeah, now it's like we get back in the gym. When we get down to Orlando, we have some time off, get some recovery. But then it's like, all right, compete. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out matchups. We'll figure out a lineup, who we're going to go with, and we'll roll with it. I mean, I think everyone knows now we have depth. We have people ready to go, and we're going to do whatever it takes to win 17 strong,
0: just like they always say. You know, that's never the result that you want. You never want something like this to happen, especially that first set, that 25-12. But mm-hmm. if there's anything positive to take away from it, it's that you were able to go to your bench and you were mm-hmm. able to see the depth live in person on the court, not in practice against an opposing team.
4: Yep. And that's good. I mean, it's huge for us. It's huge for our team. And yep, we need to be consistent. But uh, at the end of the day, now we know even more so what we have and it's, a great. It's a tough position for coaches to be in, but you also want it. Like, they want to be competing. We want to be competing. So it's, you know, that's where we want to be as a staff and as a team. So we got to get prepared and put our best lineup out there to beat Orlando because they're going to have their best lineup out there.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Coach. We have got to get out of here. That's okay. going to do it for the next Ag Appraisal and Realty Post Game Show here on the Supernovas Radio Network. We will talk to you guys again on Sunday as the Supernovas take on the Orlando Valkyries.